Hi. <laughs> How's everyone? <laughs> Hello. Hi, I am. Welcome to Tamlin Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday, where we discuss everything about treats, business, and life. And I am Tamala. I am owner of Torlitas for that sweet and crunchy taste. Torlitas is a dessert, comp dessert company located right here in the state of Ohio, where we specialize in salty, sweet treats. If you want to know more about me and my business, go to at Torlitas, that's T as in Tuesday, O-R-L-I-T-A-S. And over to Taylor. Hi, my name is Taylor Sandoval, owner of Taylor's Kitchen. We are located here in Albion, Michigan, where we do custom cakes for your special occasions. And we can be found at Sweet Spirit Treats on all social media platforms. Excellent, excellent. So this is our 12th episode. So we've been at this every week since December and uh, we are excited that we have one of the, I guess, world-renowned um, bakers <laughs> here, yeah. at least in the States. I know you've been international at one point or two. Yeah, I thought so. Um, we have the wonderful Your Cake Diva, aka Portia Kimball. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you to both of you. I mean, it was really big when you came back and said, yes, of course, when I sent you the emails. Oh, like, yeah. I'm in a place of yes right now in some things, in some areas of my life. So, sure. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, it was really like, it was like an aha moment. It was like my own home alone moment. It's like, yeah. really? She wants to come on our podcast? But I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, you know, knowing that, you know, Texas has been in everywhere, in every living room <laughs> yeah. over this past uh, week or so. But we want to thank you for taking the time um, out of your schedule. And hopefully that you and your family and your loved ones are safe and sound. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for asking me uh, this time last week. I was freezing with no heat. Um, water was off and on. Electricity was off and on. My boyfriend's parents had stayed the night here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's like, we're going we're to uh, Maybe that, that was worse than the heat going out. I'm not sure. I doubt it, though. I love them to death. They're great. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they didn't mind either. Yeah. No, no, no. They're great. All right. Is Steve okay? He Check is fine. Okay. I don't know where he is, but he's uh. not here. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was I was looking at your Instagram page, and then I was like, tell me, who is Steve? And she was like, Taylor, keep up, okay? Keep up. <laughs> I have a whole highlight tab that says that mom for people to keep up. Yeah. I watch literally all of them. I laugh from a good, healthy place. I needed that. I needed it just, I don't really know where it came from, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't have any kids. I'm not married. I've never been married. But I think during COVID, well, in Texas, you know, things started kind of getting back to normal several months ago. And I have to go, I do have a corporate job. And so we don't have to go in every day, but at least twice a week. And so even where we're at, we don't have to dress up. 
but I kind of felt bummish and that's kind of where it started where I said I felt like a soccer mom you know whose kid's not good in soccer but I got to take them anyways and that's why I was dressed (laughs) like that and it just kind of escalated from there Steve the name from Steve I feel bad for the guy Steve But I am in HR and I had to let a guy named Steve go. Uh-huh. And that's the name that popped up to me at that time. So that's funny. How do you how do you balance everything? How do you balance being your cake diva and still having a corporate job? Um, I've always done both. I've never been one without the other. Uh, my mom okay. used to say growing up, the Lord loves a hardworking woman. And so yeah. I just always I think it also depends on how you grew up. I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, my mom is self-employed so is my stepfather and I'm just an organized person. I don't think people understand just how organized I'm not organized to the point where I have like a ton of spreadsheets with highlight, like not quite that bad, Yeah. but I really feel like in order to be successful, you have to be 10 steps ahead. I've always been not 10, but a hundred as much as I can be. Um, because you never know what's going to happen. I'd rather be prepared. And I don't mean that in like a paranoia type of way, but I'm like, if this happens, I know I can do this. And I think that's what maybe the cake world is missing. Some people are so stuck on it being a certain way, but really you're a good cake decorator knows how to fix things or cover them up. And so just with my experience, that's kind of how it's been. And I think being organized, you know, is really a big deal. I take my product very seriously. So in order to give people what they want, I can't be last minute. You know, I can't provide the best that I can give someone if I wait till Thursday to bake everything and try to do it all. It doesn't work that way. It, it's not successful that way for me. So yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I often um, so so being said being that being said, how far ahead do you ask? For your cake orders do you I don't ask I mean you don't you can't really predict when someone's going to ask you for something yeah I think a lot of people have all these stipulations and really people don't read or don't care anyways if I'm going to order a cake I'm going to order a cake so right <laughs> I don't know why people say I need two or three weeks do you really need two or three weeks because you really don't um yeah. I don't feel that way I mean we're not baking the cakes that early in advance I understand if you're booked just say you're booked. I mean, but I feel like that's, that's almost scaring people and driving people away from you. I mean, you can put the inquiry and I can just simply say, Hey, I just can't do it. And I would rather say, look, I've already got some orders. I can't do it. Sometimes people are flexible, but if you put a stop sign before they can even get to you, they may not, they may not come back. So that's a good point. It's always, it's always like, um, well, for me, it's always different when I, when I see like when people are like, "Hey, can you make me this cake?" and then it's like a pattern, like, "Can you make me a cake?" like the day before, and then the next time they're like, "Can you make me a cake?" and it's like, "I know you knew two days ago you needed this cake, ma'am." <laughs> but I think those people are just trying you because that's people. All right. you do is say no. I mean, you can right. just say no. I'm just I, that's just something I can't do. And you could just say, you know, maybe next, I tell people all the time, I don't get a lot of last minute. Mm -hmm. I think people just know some every once in a while people say, Hey, can I get a cake this week? And if it's Monday, I'm like, sure. I just charge them more. Right. Um, And some people, you know, they're like, I want a shoe. I want all this stuff. And I'm like, look, due to the time constraints, 
and I will send a picture. This is what you can get in the time constraint. It's up to you if you're willing to take this. If not, that's fine. But I need to know by, you know, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time today if this is what you want to do. If I don't hear from you, I'm going to assume that, you know, you don't want it. And I just kind of leave it back on them. I'm not going to chase nobody. Right. <laughs> I think most of that comes from like season, from being seasoned and having like experience with I it, don't. You know, I think it comes people. from people having a weakness and afraid yeah. of saying no. We've got people who've been doing it for 15, like 15 years plus, and people are like, well, you've got people <laughs> that have got kids that are yeah. weaker with one child and stronger on the other, you know, more strict. Oh, don't so I, I don't really think it's about <laughs> season. I think it's really about you just standing up for yourself. Yeah, and valuing, valuing your time and what you need to do and knowing that you have things to do. Look, I like money like the next person. Um, but if I ain't got nothing to do, I'll do it if you're going to pay for it. Right. <laughs> but I also could really do it in a day. if I, I've done a whole cake in a day if I've had to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would be your average time that you can um, whip up a cake and make it like the wonderful wedding cake that you just did that I saw with, uh, was it Rudy oh. or someone? Girl, that was everything. You mean this one? Oh, yes. <laughs> there it is. That is everything. It actually just took me, it actually just took me two days. Do you make, do you make your own flowers and everything too? Absolutely not. I order them from Caljava. <laughs> I would never do that to myself or to anyone else. Why would you when you can just buy them? And yeah. what was the, you had, you shout out so many great vendors and I'm always trying to capture them. What so was what you just said? Caljava, C-A-L-J-A-B-A. You can, they're caljava.com. You can go to their site and sign up for newsletters. They sell cake supplies. However, all the cake supplies, when you see these flowers, that's where they're getting them too. So oh. they're just taking them, you know, like the larger flowers, you may can only get nine or 12, depending on the size that you need and the particular flower. Mm -hmm. It cost me about four to $500 in flower purchases just for this um, because it had to, so many had to be made. Uh, I mean, it had to be bought. And then, you know, you have breakage and things like that. But I think what people don't understand is the cake supplies buying the exact same thing I did. And then they're selling it to you individually, a peony for $15, when really they paid $30 for nine of them. <laughs> That's what they're doing. But you can get them yourself. I got them at a wholesaler here in Dallas. That's where they get theirs too. And then that's where I bought them. And I just decided to go with briar roses and different types of roses. Uh, when I work with flowers, gum paste, or real, uh, you really can't work with the same size. You have to work with various right. sizes to kind of make it all fit. Um, I had covered the cake. Of, obviously, it's fake. I had done it in really two days, not two full days, but it doesn't take me long with fondant. I had originally not designed it this way. With the flowers, uh, first I had just kind of put brooches everywhere, and then I felt like it looked like cockroaches. <laughs> I reached out to someone. I was like, what do you think? And he was like, not so much. So I really reached out to a random follower on my Instagram page. His name is David. I don't know him, but yeah. I, and he's, he does a lot of just hobby baking, and I thought he might be someone good to ask that doesn't know me. And so yeah. I just reached out, and I was like, David, what do you think? And he was like, I do this and this, and that's exactly what I did. Um, but the bride had a very healthy budget um 
You don't get that often. This is actually the most expensive cake. It's not the biggest, but due to the flowers and all the stuff that had to be done to it, it's the most expensive cake I've ever made. Wow. So you made that your model first and then the actual cake. Is that right? She actually, no, this is it. This is what, it was all fake. That's what she paid for. And then I make real cake in the back. So in Texas, because it's hot, um, and you know, they didn't take it home with them. I went right back and picked it up. Really? That's yeah. crazy. I do it all the time. So what? We didn't so rent what? it. It's not a rent. I mean, I've rented cakes out. Yeah. But um, and and I also give my clients the option. A lot of times, like in Texas, because it is hot, most of the tiers upward are fake because you know people don't like fondant, and that's fine. But I'll mm -hmm. offer them the bottom because a 14 inch can feed 80 to 20, even though that's kind of a a large range. Right. Um, I'll tell people depending on how they cut it, you know, it can feed up to 80, 90 people. So most of the times weddings are between 100 and 125 or 100 and 150. So I will do a fake cake and excuse me, do a round cake or sheet cake, whatever works for them in the back to cut up. And then of course, with the groom's cake, I work my numbers as a combined number. Mm -hmm. I don't do it where, oh, you need 100, you know, 150 people. Let's do your wedding cake 150 and then a groom's cake 25. I do a combination. Let's do your cake to feed 100 and let's do the groom's cake to feed 50. So you get really, you know, a healthy Variety. looking cake table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how I, I've always worked mine and it, and it just works. And I don't really ask them if they want the cake. If I go back and if they're great. Sometimes I'll talk to someone that I know that's going to be there, you know, a caterer, photographer. I'll leave a box on the table and be like, just put it in there. I'll come back and get it. Well, that works out. <laughs> the this was bride and the couple's behind. happy. This, you're happy. This was not getting left behind, child. Let me tell you. <laughs> Do you have like a, um, a wall of cakes that you have, have made? I have this. I have another one that I just took apart and then I've got three more just kind of up on my shelf, but I don't have like a wall. Yeah. Of stuff. Um, I've got one that I was supposed to make for 50 cent with this new liquor that came out and mm -hmm. then it, it, COVID happened. So that's yeah. literally just been sitting there. Um, and then I have a black one that I did for Labor Day for a wedding. And then the one I did for Christmas photo shoot, but I really just kind of break those down and reuse the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I did my first fake cake. Um, I did an open house last year and it was like a five tier cake and everybody was like, oh my goodness, why'd you bring that pre cake? I'm like, it is fake. <laughs> I know it's so strange that people would think that you would do all that. Yeah. To sit like, there why? in the open. Yeah, so everybody can breathe on it. <laughs> Especially nowadays. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Who's doing that, you know? Nobody. Right. That's what. Um, I have a question from uh, really uh, my bestie. I told her I was going to speak with, you know, be talking with you. And she was like, I mean, busted out like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I was like, I know. <laughs> Your home alone moment, my home alone moment too. Um, <laughs> she is Dion with Dion Carol Bakes. And she does have a question. Okay. She says, congratulations on your success. As a new baker, she says she has many fails. Um, what is one of your failed cakes and how did you recover? And um, I'll give you that one first and she has another one. I mean, where do I start? Um, 
I think people just, I feel like from the beginning of time, I've kind of always mentioned my failures because that's really what happens. I think early on we were in a, with social media, people just saw perfection all the time from people. And that's not really the case. I couldn't even tell you how many failures I've had. And I don't know what failures mean to people. Does that mean fell apart on the scene or melted or a cake, you know, a client calling you upset? Um, one that's going to happen is supposed to happen. That's how you learn. Um, I would say one of my failures, not my biggest failure, but I had a bride, not a bride, I'm sorry, I had a customer that ordered a cake from her husband. Um, actually, it was several years ago this coming weekend mm-hmm. as I was going out of town to a cake show and her husband was there. I dropped, it was a cowboy themed cake. She had found it on Pinterest or on Google or something at the time. And, you know, we didn't have navy blue fondant back then. You had to make it. And even though it was dark, she Mm -hmm. felt like it wasn't true blue cowboy. So I dropped the cake off with her husband. He loved it. It was for him. He didn't have a problem with it. I'm an hour out of town and she calls and she's like, it is not true blue this and this. And I think that's when I realized, you know, it was a great cake. I, I mean, I purposely didn't mess it up or wasn't even messed up that was the only thing Mm. and that's when I realized that people will look at the smallest thing and take away everything else and I also really felt like she did it because she just wanted her money back she's like I want my money back I'm like no not for cowboy blue I mean how do you rationalize a refund for a color ten dollars because that's probably what the fondant you know the stars cost me to make in, in blue food coloring. Right. I really don't feel like people realize the amount that it takes to actually like make a cake, even with the, the fondant, the coloring, the sprinkles and well, everything. They don't care. And I don't think that they're supposed to. I mean, where is yeah. the empathy? We know if you, if I want to go blonde, I'm not going to probably get a true Nene Leaks blonde in one session. You know, right. that takes multiple sessions. And I think that's the problem is people think, oh, it's going to be like that. No, it's, there's layers to it. So I don't have a problem educating my clients. I think you have to be upfront. Um, Mm -hmm. When I first started, it was all like, oh oh my God, I have to make it exact. You know, that's where we were all at in the beginning. But now I feel like one, I don't depend on my cake money to pay my bills. And even if I did, that's nobody's business, but it's Mm -hmm. what I'm choosing to take on. And what I want to deal with, like a relationship, if I want to deal with this man, he got these problems and that's my choice. But I can sense from a client, I think we all can get a sense of this bitch is going to be problem, you know, going to be a problem. So let me just, you know what? I I can't do it now, sis. I'm so sorry. I I had one like that here recently. I had to just break that shit down. I was like, look, you asked, let me tell you the biggest thing you can tell people from your, from your from your pinky to your thumb is eight inches. Mm-hmm. You're wanting me to put all this stuff on eight mm-hmm. inches. Oh. And when you tell people, I tell people on the phone, get your left hand, spread your fingers out and look from your pinky to your thumb, that's eight inches. You're wanting me to put a name. You're wanting me to put this, all on that. And they're like, oh. All <laughs> about educating them. <laughs> and that's okay to do that. I think that's right. okay. 
All right. So there, I have a couple more questions, Taylor, and uh, from yeah, Dion Carol Banks, and then we can, you know, I'll let you get into. Uh, so I'm going to put it to, in, in two ways. One, are you self-taught? And what you got in the second part of that is how did you get into baking? What, what inspired you to bake? So we'll just wrap so that in one question. I actually took classes from Michael's first. I did the Wilting classes. That's when they had first come out with fondant and everything. So I had taken all four of those courses. And then I took some more advanced classes here at a local cake supply store when um, the Food Network had the cake challenges. And that's kind of when classes started. So I don't, I'm not paid. I didn't go to pastry schools, nothing like that. Um, I learned that way. And then I traveled all over the U.S. going to all these cake shows, learning from various people, you know, and YouTube really went out like that yet at the time. So I heavily educated myself. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is my grandma all had cooked and baked. She worked at the cafeteria, the school cafeteria that we all went to school at. So everyone looked at my grandma, the person, you know, who cooked and baked. And, you know, back then when somebody passed away or something happy had at the church and everybody would bring something. And my grandma was kind of the head honcho of that, you know, she kind of told everybody what they was going to bring. And right. That, that's organized. just what she did. She really gave her desserts as a gift to people. Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of you know I was in the kitchen with her and I enjoyed it so I think that's just was already there do you feel yeah. like you get a, a lot of your traits from your grandmother I, I think it's a mixture because my mom is a hairdresser and she always went and got educated and okay. so I think wanting to learn came from her and seeing her, you know, go off. She was a single mom. So to be from a little town in West Texas to go to Chicago or New York once a year and her save yeah. up her money, you know, to do that. I mean, that was exciting. You know, when you're little, I think it's good to, to let your kids know it's okay to want to learn more or to be better. Mm -hmm. So I think I learned that part from her and just being hardworking and then the love of baking and maybe satisfying people in that way I got from my grandmother okay so you said that the city that you grew up in was like a really small town was it like like less than 500 people small yes. or was it I graduated in my graduating senior class I think there was 42 41 or 42 of us really? I was also the only black student I'm black and Hispanic I was the only biracial in elementary up to high school. So where wow. I'm from, the junior high and high school are in one, is in one school. Mm -hmm. And so I remember the number 181 students combined with junior high and high school students the year I graduated. From a small town like me. <laughs> little bitty, little yeah. bitty, little bitty. Those are the most comforting places because you know you can like always go back to them. You can get like that homey feel. I don't know if that's how I felt being the only African-American, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's different now. It's yeah. kind of funny. I mean, I never was treated differently or, you know, there was a less than a handful of people that, you know, said the N word or maybe, I didn't even know what that word meant. So, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing. Yeah. I think it was more difficult when I moved to Dallas because it was like, what is this? It was such a culture shock. Right. I, I'd never been around black people before. I'd never, even though my dad is black, I don't really associate with his side of the family. So I didn't go to school with black people. I mean, 
Yeah. College was the first time I was really around a lot of African-Americans and it was uncomfortable for me. Mm, so interesting. not in a, I don't even know how that came off, but it's ironic to feel that way growing up. And then my retreat is my audience is African-American. So it's very parallel in that sense. We had a, ours was a little bit different. It was always like, we always had like foreign exchange students come from like all over the yes. world from our high school. So we always got to have like different cultures of people and meet new people and different things like that. And it, it was like not as much, I guess it's, it's some racism, uh, but it, it, it was always just from like the next town over. So we just knew that when we were having a basketball game or something like that, it was going to be like some tension. But aside from like a sports, yeah, a sports thing, it was just like, we're going to stay on our little town. You stay in your little town and we'll be okay. But yeah, we were all cool aside from that. Yeah. Nice. So you have mentioned Cake, uh, Cake Wars and can we say it? Can we say the yeah. network or no? Is yeah, that- you can. I'm not under contract. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think what people don't understand is the casting companies that cast it, you're on the Food Network, but it's not the Food Network that is looking. Okay. They have casting companies right. that look for people to yeah. participate. So tell okay. us about that experience. I know our audience wants to know because I know they remember you from Cake Wars. You were the what, I, second runner-up? I was. Um, it wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, you know, I think you're just so excited and you're nervous because you don't know what to expect. You know, Jeremy and I went, we had gotten a lot of advice prior and I kind of took all that in, which was good, you know, to, to have the expectations as we knew there was going to be a sabotage along the way. Something was going to happen. Right. We just didn't know what, but I will say it was a good experience in the sense of going. I think the bad experience is they put you in a crappy hotel. You know, they give you the leftover food that the staff ate at, you know, they should have been feeding us first, but it was kind of picked over. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, I think Netflix, of course, there's some networks now. It's not like that anymore, but that's kind of how we got treated. You know, it was just like, you're there to work, you know, they're fucking with you the whole time, you know, just to kind of mess with you. But I think Jeremy and I were just so strong headed and we both work really fast. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really bother us. We kind of already felt like we were ahead of that Mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I know it's a lot of behind the scenes things um, that people just don't, you know, talk about, but what would you say would be that golden nugget besides your platform that you have today, um, that you took away from there? I think, you know, I went for, I think, you know, someone had told me, and I thought this was stupid before, hope heavens forbid, but you know, I won't say <laughs> you won't tell, like, tell us. Like, you need to know your why, why are you going? I'm like, girl, I'm trying to go be on TV like everybody else. Shit, that's right. what I'm trying to do. But I think it was a personal, I mean, who doesn't want to first just be on television? It doesn't matter for what. I mean, it was just the fact that, you know, I'm from a small town and to be able to be on the food network to show people what I'm really doing, you know, like you said, people think in some kind of way, I mean, that's what those shows show in a sense of how long it takes and in a way and everything. But 
for me, it was just on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never would have thought in a million years I was going to be doing cake on television. So they actually called me. I did not apply. I've stated this before. I was invited to do it. I had several people refer me. So I did look out on that. Mm -hmm. um, they had asked me about three times and I had said no. The third time I was like, I, this needs to happen because they were like, we're not going to call you again, girl. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did it and I'm glad I did it though. It wasn't horrible. I think what's horrible is you're just tired. You don't know what to expect. So your brain is just, it's a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. but really I didn't care if I won, as long as I wasn't last, like right. first one out, that's all I cared about. I was like, I don't know. I can't get out first. That's not me. I'm very competitive. So I think what you have to understand is it's not fair going into beginning. Like my mom said, somebody's got to lose. Right. Not everybody is on there has the same level of experience. You may be the one that was chosen to lose. You just don't know. You just don't know yet, you mm -hmm. know? So mm -hmm. go and have fun. Whatever you do, go and have fun. Don't do something that you've never done. I wasn't going to make Swiss meringue. That wasn't my thing. So I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I know the judges like Swiss Marine, but that's not who Porsche is. And why would I try something new and then it fail and I don't know how to fix it? So I just stuck to what I knew. So, so have, since the show, do you like making Swiss Marine now? I don't make Swiss Marine. <laughs> that is a, you know what? I, somebody, I don't like it, I don't like it either. <laughs> I don't like that you have to cook stuff and then put you know, ads on it. There's so many different ways. I think it's kind of like ganache. I'll make ganache. Some people are like so easy, but some people just haven't tried it. So they're like, I don't like it. Swiss yeah. meringue, where I'm from, it's not for me. That's not what my customers like. I'm down in the South. I'm in Texas. You know, there's probably other people that may use it, but it's not for me and my customers. And I'm okay with that. I don't have to do, I think that's what people don't understand is just because it works for somebody else don't mean it's going to work for me. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true especially with baking cakes and you know once you, people see the style of the things that you do that's normally why they come to you because they saw something that they like it's not like yeah, they're just like I think so I mean you can yeah. you can be you can be in an area and do something different people will come to you for that mm -hmm. so with 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 like uh with you baking now do you feel like how do you feel like Oh, let me ask you this. With your cake retreat, <laughs> how did all of that come about? So, you know, when we when you start baking or you do the Wilton classes, you just kind of know about Michaels. You know, you just know about Wilton. You don't know about anything else. And mm -hmm. we had heard about this other cake supply store. So, of course, that was like a new Walmart, you know, like yeah. there's something besides the Michaels aisle or the cake supply <laughs> aisle. Yeah. So when my friend and I went to the cake supply store, we heard these ladies talking about these cake shows and we were like, well, what is that? Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't know that there was a world of cake available. And so they used to have these things in towns called days of sharing where a group of people would put on a day of sharing where you have multiple people come, you know, to like a recreation center and they would have raffles. It'd be like 40 or 50 bucks and you would get breakfast and people would just share, just demo. Mm -hmm. and as time went on I realized there were no black people we didn't barely see any Hispanics there really wasn't no black people and then because I was the only black one in my friend they'd be like hey Portia you know it just became this thing 
but we weren't, we weren't afraid to go. We would just wanted to learn, but right. we start, I started to realize where is everybody? Because I was teaching classes and there was nothing but African-Americans. Mm -hmm. But then when we were going to other places, I'm like, either they don't know, or they're not comfortable. Right. And one of the shows that I was doing, they had asked me to demonstrate. So when I contacted them the week of, they were like, we don't have room for you anymore. Why not? Right. And you know what? That was the light bulb that went off. I thought it's not that they don't have room. They don't want to make room. Right. And I said, I'm just going to do it myself. I told my mom, I said, I'm just going to do my own. And she, she didn't think I was crazy because I'm someone, if I'm going to do it, I do it. Mm-hmm. So she was like, well, I know you, so go for it. And I did. And here we are five years later. That's awesome. Adding so more and more people every year. So it's been, it's, it's not been, been a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially with COVID, yeah. but, um, you know, it's just some, I think, cake shows and competitions are becoming a dying art because you can see it online but I think people are forgetting about the connection you know right. and the things you can learn from the people there you know you can't learn everything online there's so many missing parts and you don't know who you're gonna link up with there's people that I know that have been best friends they go every year they've traveled together to other things and that's the part that people, that's what I wanted to give people was a true connection. Like, I'm not going to just take this class and leave. And then what show do you know is like having a meet and greet where people can talk? There's not. And getting dressed up, we never get to go dressed up. We're always dropping it off to the dressy. Right. <laughs> so I thought, and I'm, I mean, I come from a family that likes to party. So I'm like, we need food, we need music, we need alcohol. And we just want to have a good time. And I, those details came from me, you know, <laughs> and, and what I like in my life. So That's awesome. I have, yeah. I, um, I didn't know about your like cake retreat until like, I think like last month or yeah, like last month sometime. And then she was like, oh, Portia agreed to come on. I said, Portia who? <laughs> She's like, I was like, the one that does the, the cake retreat. And she was like, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going next year. I'm definitely going. We hope that you do. Next year, we are changing things around. I think a lot of people have been asking for hands-on activities because we don't do separate classes. That's so slow thing. You know, that's not something I ever really wanted to get into. But um, next year, mm -hmm. the ticket's going to include multiple hands-on activities on the first day. So everybody gets a chance to do something different and get their hands dirty, you know, and kind of do a whole 360 yeah. of, of all types. Because it's not just cake. It's everything. It's anything dessert. Is, awesome. that, is that your uh, girl's trip? Is that the same? That is. That okay. is going to be it in about New that? Orleans. Yes, it's going to be in New Orleans. Um, it, it had to be in March this year. The hotel had given us that date when we had to cancel last year. So it is next month in New Orleans. I mean, in Las Vegas, but we're going to sell tickets uh, mid-April. Um, we only have 300 tickets to sell. Normally, we've been able to sell as many as we want, but it's gonna, we're bringing it kind of back to the South, a little bit more intimate. Um, the main greet that we typically have on Thursday, we are changing that to hands-on activity. So we'll have a morning session for people who like to get up, an afternoon session. Uh, we've got 10 great presenters 
So we're kind of changing it. Friday's a lot of demos and Saturday's more of a baking and business seminar. So we'll be able to get dressed up, you know, like a brunch style, you know, and have a good time. And who doesn't love New Orleans? I mean, you I can't beat New that. Orleans. <laughs> and is that 2022? Yes, it's 2022. It's the middle of June. So it starts on Thursday and it ends on Saturday. So it's going to be a good time. This year, next year, we're going to have vendors. We actually have a vendor hall, uh, which we're really excited about. The vendors is not something that we typically have done um, every year. We don't, you know, that doesn't drive us. That's not our thing, but um, we're excited. We've already got some vendors um, on board that didn't get to do this year that we're moving to next year. But your, your food is included. Learning is included. It's really going to be a great time. I wanted just to completely change it up. So that's what I'm doing. So, Sweet. Well, so what, what, what will be the first thing that you did to like get all this started? Like who, when you decided I wanted to do this, what was, who was the first person you called to be like, like the how first do I person do I called was Bronwyn Weber. Cause I had taken her classes. I had traveled to find, to take her classes. She's mm -hmm. here in Dallas. And she was like, sure. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was in shock. I, there was a few other people I reached out to that I will not name that said no. They were like, I don't know what that is. I don't even know why you're doing that. You know, it was yeah. a very negative response mm -hmm. to two, three years later, them asking me if they can come and do it. And they were like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, which I thought was great. You know, I love that. You know, the <laughs> yeah. petty in me was like, but no, over here. Thank you. <laughs> but when Carrie Vincent said she would do it, um, you know, God rest her soul. When she said she would do it, that was a big deal for me because mm -hmm. I really looked up to, to Carrie and to actually like call her and talk to her and get her feedback uh, really let me know there was something for people, you know, and the first one was here in Dallas. We only had like 60 people. Then we went to Atlanta and that number doubled. Then we went to New Orleans and it increased. And then what may sound even crazy, you know, when the pandemic, I, I lost a lot of money. I mean, so I lost somebody's salary is what I did. But what's insane is people bought tickets. We sold more tickets during the pandemic. Everybody wanted to we get did out of the, the Before the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, even though I had refunded all those, we actually had more people buy tickets. And I thought, this shit is crazy. <laughs> you know, and what people... Crap. What people don't know, you know, I talk about pricing. I don't make money off of this. I don't lose money, but I don't make money. And mm -hmm. I think people look at me like, oh, she's making all this money. No, I don't. I take people's money and it goes to where it goes to. Because if I didn't, it wouldn't look and be as successful as it is. Um, I put it where it goes. I don't keep that. So at the end of it, if I make something, which I haven't, <laughs> I'm being very transparent. Um, you know, if you break even, that's great. I don't have to take any money out of my pocket. But to be in a pandemic and lose a lot of money and maybe actually, I think I might make some is. Mind blowing. Yes. That's insane to me. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people just feel like, man, I really need to get out of the house. I need to do something different. I've been stuck here for a whole year, you know, like I need something. Yeah. And, and we're doing everything we can, you know, we can only have so many people with Nevada's mandate. We can only have a certain amount of people in the room. 
We can only seat four to six people at a table. Everyone has to wear their mask. We have sent out COVID waivers because I'm not trying to get sued to everyone attending saying this, this, and this. There will be temperature checks prior to walking in per the hotel. So it's not like we're not doing our part. And if you know me and as blunt as I am, you're going to get told something if you don't, because I told everyone in there, you have to wear it over your nose. I mean, this is where we're at and we got to separate people and that's what's happening. So I'm, people are coming because they trust me. Yeah. (laughs) And I have, that's a lot on my shoulders. So I want to be safe too. And I want everybody to go home safe to their loved ones also. That's good. Right. It's nice that you put so much effort in uh into into building this for, for other people. You know, a lot of people are just like, I'll do this for myself because I'm I'm good at this. You know what I mean? But it's oh, good yeah. I mean, you see, and look, some people don't need training, some people don't need it. I mean, you're never too good or too old to learn something. Right. I mean, I learned something from someone every, every time they're on the stage, I'm like, wow, that. you know, so I try to pick people that I, I watch them all year long. It's not, it's not a friend thing. Some of these people, I don't even know. I've never even met, but I admire their work. I see how they present themselves. And I want that to be a reflection of what I bring to people. And that's why I choose the people that I choose. And, you know, sometimes people just fall off. It's not anything personal, but we've got things in place that we need from them in exchange to be there. And if they can't do it, that's okay. It may Mm -hmm. just not be the right timing for you or you missed a deadline, but I'm still running a business and those are the things I need. So I can pay to make sure that you stay in your hotel and you're comfortable and that you eat under me. Right. Um, I do have a question. So I know that um, some people out there in the audience, um, I got one question from on a text here asking, do you provide one-on-one training um, aside from your classes at your events and things like that? Yes. Okay. I do. And it's here in our home. Um, I haven't done any in the, I'm not doing any until after the retreat because I don't want to take the chance of getting sick. A lot of people are like, you don't have any dates in March. I got to stay at home. I can't, I can't have somebody flying in and getting me sick now. So I, I'm just kind of, it can, it's going to have to wait till April. You know what I mean? Okay. But I do Open back have up in them. April. Yeah. They'll be back up in April. Uh, people don't understand the retreat. It's a lot. You know, I don't get a lot of sleep and I wake up thinking of shit that I didn't think of the day before. So I have to have my mind clear and open <laughs> for, for that. I mean, I'm one of those people I'm like, okay, once I move past this, then I can go to this because I've already planned 2022. So I was going to ask you, how far in advance do you kind of like have your calendar? Uh, a year and a half in advance. And that's what all of your dates that you're going to do? Like, yeah, I already have the next three years dates. <laughs> How do you do that? Because I'm just over here like, yeah, I got next month figured out. <laughs> next I, couple of months. Well, so what happened was, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, when we canceled, well, when the hotel, we had to cancel the retreat, Caesars Entertainment, which is worldwide, um, they kind of said either you can cancel and we're going to keep all the money that you've already paid plus cancellation, it was a little over $100,000, or you can move it and sign a second year, 
but the second year could be anywhere under Caesars Entertainment. Okay. So of course, you know, I kind of felt like I made a deal with the devil because I was like, I ain't fixing being dead. I ain't even got no college debt. My mom paid for my school, so I ain't got no loans or nothing. So I was right. like, okay. So then they said, well, let's move it to March. You know, we didn't know this thing was going to go on as long as it has. And um, I said, okay. So when we did the second year, I just thought, I don't know where we're going to do it. They kept saying, go to Tahoe. I was like, black people don't want to go up there, child. We're not going over there. (laughs) So we had such a great time in New Orleans. I said, let's just go back to New Orleans. So they, because, so I had kind of another deal. They had reached out New Orleans and said, hey, we'll get you out of this contract if you want to sign maybe two years. And I was like, you know what? It's getting harder to travel every year because I have to go. I don't know what I'm dealing with. So I thought maybe we just need to have it in New Orleans. And so I went, what, last week or two weeks ago and I signed a deal with Harris Casino in New Orleans. So it'll be the middle of June every year. They're building the Four Seasons right now across. So we will be the first event in the Four Seasons in 2024. So 22 and 23 will be at Harris Casino. Um, And I've already got that planned out for 2022. And then 24 will move over and it'll be able to be even larger. It's awesome. That is a businesswoman. I think people forget that we're even though you do cake it's a business That's and I right. really feel like people look at me like oh she makes cakes no I'm a whole businesswoman. I got two LLCs I got two businesses mm-hmm. and I'm trying to capitalize and make something for for us that we have not seen no one else is doing it for African Americans or minorities or home bakers SoFlo right. is an amazing show I'm the biggest cheerleader for them I love Natasha and Melanie they've done awesome you know in that Miami international arena you know what I'm saying I'm not for I'm not saying I'm not for that arena but that wasn't my you know preface when I started it it was let me give people a chance who are great on social media that maybe can't do so flow or maybe can't do another show you know because whoever brings in money brings in money that's just the way it works but there's a lot of people who are just super talented and they and they want to and they can't and so that's what that's how this whole thing started. I wasn't able to demo that day and I didn't appreciate that. So I thought I'm just do my own platform and I can do my on it all day if I want to. <laughs> yes, you can. And yes, you can. So I'm going to put on my business hat um, here for a second because I was trying, I'm trying to let, you know, make sure all the bakers out there, all the treat makers out there get their, their jewels, um, so to speak. But I want to know more so about, do you have a team? Um, are you using a um, software or apps that keeps your business in check, like um, Trello, um, Java, or uh, not Java, Canva, no. QuickBooks, or do you, let me ask you this, do you, get, do you funnel these things out, um, you know, to help you keep your business going? So my friend Ariel has a CPA. She was getting her master's. We started working together. So she does all my tax prep. Mm-hmm. so it's a reason for us to get together and drink wine and yeah. so you know <laughs> I give her all of my receipts she tax preps it and then I send it to my accountant at the end of the year mm-hmm. um we are now doing QuickBooks that's her thing mm-hmm. so we're using that that's what we'll start using moving forward so I send all that to somebody I do have a team 
but it's kind of weird because I really do everything on my own and then I bring them in. So I think this past year when we did New Orleans, it was a wake up call. I was like, okay, I'm doing all this by myself. And then when we get there, I'm trying to and tell everybody what we need to be doing. And that doesn't work anymore. So this year going on, I kind of put people in place. So Kendra's new to us. She's not a cake person. She's Mr. Rogers, good friend's wife, but she's still crafty. So she's handling all the attendees. Jerry has been with me from the beginning of time when we started uh celeste is my makeup artist and my friend and she's doing it now she's helping so there's a good team now that you know it's not all on me anymore Mm -hmm. i still handle most of everything the money and all this stuff but Mm -hmm. we consult we put a plan together i may be the mastermind behind it but i really couldn't pull it off without them because Mm -hmm. they help me when i'm like irrational and overly dramatic and that happens quite often (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as it gets done, right? As long it's going to get done. done. Yeah. And I think for me, I want to provide an experience. You know, I, I make sure that everyone who volunteers, they better have a smile on their face. That's the first impression people get. You know, if you look at them crazy, they're going to feel some kind of way. And that's all under me. So ain't nobody throwing no hands. Ain't nobody having no problems. <laughs> We're not doing that. Just keep it moving. We're there to make people happy. We're there to make people feel good. Some people, they've never flown on a plane and this is their first time or away from their kids. And you want to make them feel that's what they're there for. And we, I appreciate them coming and trusting me for that. Yeah. Awesome. You are a very well-rounded and nice person. I'm so happy that we got to do this interview. I'm glad you think that because there's a lot of people that <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay too well that was that's my okay. first impression you know that's my so. well i mean look you're not doing something right if you're not being talked about mm-hmm. i mean i think at the beginning you know i didn't understand where all these things were coming from and you know i was responding you know rudely not mm-hmm. to be like my my purpose was like i'm gonna be a bitch today you know i was just some people took it. I was just replying and they're like, oh, you know, there was no fluff for people. Mm-hmm. And there's been times I don't, you know, haven't had my best moments, but now, I mean, I've grown. Some people still dwell on the old portion. That's fine. They can, that's them harboring that. But if you don't allow people to grow, you can't grow. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I have done that. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. I get my moments where people beat down on me. I'm human. I think, you know, I'm a strong individual, but you don't know what else I've got going on over here that in my life that people don't know about. So when I get told, well, you're a black woman and you're on a platform and you should be this. No, I should be me. And there's not every day is great. And every, you know, every day isn't perfect over here. And I'm not going to pretend that it is. I've been this way all my life. Very blunt, upfront. I had a student that didn't almost come to a class because she felt like I said something to her that day in a tone. And after the class, she came to me and she was like, after being in your class, I just see that's who you are. I was taking it personally. Right. Dee and I have become good friends. She has my phone number. I have supported her. Come to find out. The guy I moved up to Dallas for is her husband's cousin. 
small world. We've done a one-on-one. Like I love Dee to death, but I think she was mature enough to be like, maybe it wasn't me. (laughs) This is just who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't know you. How can I hurt somebody's feelings? I don't know. But I also understand walking into, I think what people don't know about me is I don't look at myself any differently, you know, so other people have put an expectation on me that I wasn't aware of. And so how can I win the game if I don't know the expectation? So when people say you're supposed to be uplifting and you're supposed to do this, I'm like, I didn't know you put all that on. I didn't know you looked at me as Oprah, you know, that's just not happening over here. And yeah. I had, I kind of struggled with that here recently. You know, you can walk into the light and you can consume all the power if you want to. There's people who will take it and they will use it. That's just not where I'm at right now in my life. Maybe at one point, two years ago when things were really going for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's just not where I'm at now. And I, I'm the only one that has to be okay with that. I really just think that makes you relatable. Um, I think that people, I think people probably do take your successes and what you do on a daily basis. Like, oh, she's really, you know, a professional. Here I am just starting out. My stuff is not that good. Maybe their um, their personality doesn't support what their out, their yeah. outward is, their outward product product is and I think people come probably looking a little bit maybe like oh I you know I'm a little bit I'm a little me you know compared to what you are you're like girl please you know but I don't look at myself like that Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing now don't get me wrong I will pull up my your cake like twice a year if I need to use it you know like I ain't (laughs) doing that you you know I I don't use it often because I do know what I want to be a part of when I don't I don't look at myself as successful, but I don't look at myself as a failure. I just feel like I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I'm making a cake, whether it's this style or that. And maybe that's a struggle I have had for a long time is I'm like, I'm just doing what you're doing. I don't see the outside looking in of, oh, well, you're over here doing this. I just don't look at it like Mm -hmm. that. I just feel like I've gotten some great opportunities and I have maximized them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people have asked me now, well, why aren't you teaching cake classes online? I'm past that. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I'm past that. I'm not saying I'm too good for it. It's just not something I want to do. I did it for years. There's so many great people right now that are doing it. Go over there. <laughs> you know, um, it's just, I'm out of that right now. I'm looking for something else. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but that's just not in the place portion of that. Kate Diva's at. Kate Diva's not there right now. Okay. All right. So what 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 do you feel like is the next couple of years you're gonna be doing like as far as a career? Do you feel like you're gonna do more retreats or how do you feel it's gonna go? The retreat is is a is a year-long situation. I mean, there's no way I can pull off multiple retreats in a year. You know what I'm saying? That was hard. We had talked about going to Canada and doing one in the fall and one of the summer and then Mm -hmm. COVID hit. (laughs) So that kind of was the thing, you know, people tell me all the time, let's go Caribbean. I'm like, y'all don't want to pay the 500 right now. Right. (laughs) Y'all want to pay that. Y'all want to go to Mexico, which I want to do. Y'all want to go to Jamaica. Y'all ain't paying this over here. So. Right. Um, 
you know, I don't know. I don't, it's weird for my business. I think that far ahead, but for Portia, I don't go that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of just let life take its, take its time. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a planner on certain things, but other things just don't do it. I think one thing I learned during COVID is I'm a very headstrong person and I was overthinking everything, but this time once the retreat got rescheduled, I was like, hey, the cards are going to fall where they where they lay. Mm-hmm. And I can't control it. And I'm probably not as stressed as I have been in the past, even though that's crazy. Yeah. The other part is I don't take the negative stuff and dwell on it. Mm-hmm. I'll do that later. You know, right. I got a really bad call the other day. I used that to fuel me to fix what I needed to fix. And then I cried before I went to sleep. But other than that, <laughs> I, feel I use it time to as time. fuel and just keep, you just got to keep it moving. I, yeah. I, I don't have time for that, you know? I tell, um, I tell my husband, I'm like, I'll cry in the shower. And once that water turns off, it's back to business. <laughs> and it takes, a, I think what people don't know is it takes a lot mm-hmm. for me. Like yeah. a lot to put me in a place, even though some people probably feel online I'm impatient. No, I just want people to be accountable for what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You really want to ask me that? <laughs> watch the whole video, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> okay, I have just a couple of questions for you, sure. maybe one and a half. Um, Whatever you okay, cool. So um, I'm a confectionery person. So I know that you started doing the cocoa bombs. And how much do you work with chocolate? Do you like working with chocolate? What's your favorite brand of chocolate? I don't know enough. Okay. Um, you know, the cocoa. So when, when COVID hit, like, okay, let me dig in my closet. I have a lot of chocolate molds or just molds. And I never use them because... I'm not afraid. It was just one of those things that you say you might want to do, but you never do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, first it was the cake sickles. I just wanted to get it down. Am I ever going to sell? No, but I didn't care. I wanted to do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that challenge made me want to do other things. So Merkins wasn't the best for me. I didn't care for that. I ended up using guitar, I believe. Yeah. And that was fine for me. Um, you know, I'm not a, a chocolate connoisseur. The cocoa bombs were hell. You know, it was something fun and cute. I was like, oh, maybe a few people. I didn't know that all these Caucasians were going to come out that I never ordered for me when these bombs were their children. And I was like, where y'all come from? Right. But that was it. You know, they look great after the fact. Um <laughs> It gave, I already knew how hard it was to make small treats, but that really gave me personally more of an insight. Does it make me want to make other treats? Yeah, maybe just for little things, not like to go with the cake, or at least I feel a little bit more confident using chocolate. But if I want to give my customer maybe a gift, maybe I would do like a treat box and I would feel okay with that. I don't feel so like a wall up about chocolate. Mm-hmm. Now I love me some chocolate, honey. White chocolate and milk chocolate and dark chocolate yeah. on all <laughs> levels. But I really think I liked using dark chocolate and white chocolate. I love white chocolate. And I mean to know I have a whole thing of color meal here, mm-hmm. that is mind-blowing to me that I even have that stuff. I I like it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. 
Cool. It was hell, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, you know, we have sometimes you just got to try something different. I know I tried the breakable hearts, the smashable hearts. Amazing. The first three failed. I want to do those. I want to do them. Are you doing? Are, you, are this the breakable ones, or you got you putting them together? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put it together because of this issue. Mm. But I did a few people. I just did it for a lady I work with because she's got two small kids, mm -hmm. and I posted it and ended up with several orders. And that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, are you using anything? You do the delivery. Or are you using anything like um, Grubhub, Uber Eats, or anything like I'm that? I'm not. Just because, not that I don't want to, mm -hmm. excuse me, I just haven't, um, just because I do work and sometimes my schedule is unpredictable, you know, so I haven't gotten that far, but I mean, I have cake orders, you know, booked out right now, so, and that's fine, I'm okay with what I got going on. I don't feel like I need to add another thing to my plate right now. Yeah, I hear that. I hear you. I mean, you got a lot going on and especially the lovely cakes that you do. Um, I have one little wrap up question, but Taylor, did you have any other questions you'd like to ask? When you, when you, do you do a lot of like color cakes? Like which, which uh, colors do you use for your cake? You mean like frosting colors? Yeah, like, do you prefer like, like the gel colors? Like, which kind do you use? Uh, I use powder and gel. This was the first time I really got into the powder gels, like the sugar art. You know, they have great colors to use if you don't have gel. It's a lot darker. It's brighter. It, you don't need as much. So this okay. year I was able to use um, the Master Elite that you can use in your buttercream. You know, you activate it with liquid and you can put it in there. That was different for me because I'm used to the gels, but I yeah. use both. I mean, it really just depends. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes the black gel just doesn't give it to me like I want, but with the Sugar Art, with the Master Elite, even though it's black, if, if you want it darker, trust me, by the time you start scraping, and it's yeah. got that liquid, it's going to activate it and make it even darker. So I don't really have a love more than the other. I, I can appreciate both. Okay. Yeah. That's all I had. Well, I know I have uh, learned a lot today from Portia and the questions asked by Taylor and um, just really getting a sense of you know, who you are even more, Portia. And I just thank really want to say thank you again. So how can people get in contact with you, ma'am? I don't want them to. Oh. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> if they want to order a cake or go on one of your retreats, I mean. You can go to the website. It's, it's, it's www.yourcakediva.com. So right now, the site's got a little bit for 2022, but you can't buy tickets yet. But like, if you want to do a one-on-one, -on -one, Things like that, I do have checked for dates because, you know, you never know what can pop up on my schedule. So other than that, that's it. That's where I've got everything. I got my new cake contract out that you can download and edit for your own. Uh, the original one, you couldn't do it, but now you can do whatever you want to with it. Is that on um, your site also? I saw the email. I did. Um, I just put that out there today. And there's probably going to be some other things that I do um, to put out there to help people. I'm just trying to... I don't want to say reinvent. I think I'm just trying to find another way. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the stuff I did before. That's not who I am. So I'm just kind of going with it. 
Well, it sounds like you are you are going with it, and much success to you. Thank you. Um, you know, I think that um, this won't probably be the first or last time that we uh, talk. Maybe can we reach out to you in the future? Sure, sometime? anytime. Okay. Anytime. All right. Yeah. I really appreciate. It. Do you have any questions for us as we? No. Wrap thank up? you both. Thank you both so much. Um, I hope we get to talk again. If you have any questions for me about anything, please feel free to reach out. All right. Cool. Well, this concludes the latest podcast of Tamlin Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday. Listen to us on anchor.fm. Um, that's our audio podcast or anywhere you listen to your podcast, really. Um, or check out our new YouTube page at Tamlin Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday um, for our visual podcast. And also we have an Instagram page, a newly Instagram page. And that is what, Taylor? What's the address on there? That is Tamlin Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday. Great, great. So, you know, um, we're at our humble beginnings, but I think we're growing and I'm glad you were part of our Yay, growth, Portia. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so very much. Thank you both. Y'all have a good evening. Same to you. Bye. And thanks for, uh, hopefully it's not too late for you. Get some dinner. No. no you're fine. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.